Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mark Hockman. My favorite ice cream truck treat is Cheetos. Channing Crowder. Hey, hey, Sugarfoot. I wake up, I piss excellence. Alejandro Solana. February. You sound like asthma. I'm naked right now. All right. And moving on. Sports. Someone texts in, they want to know if you'll honk your horn. How about that? Now, why did Deerfield Beach proclaim a Channing Crowder day? No idea. Don't throw eggs in my house, Crowder. More sports. Give me that donkey button and big old legs. I ain't too proud to beg. No, I would never do-do here at the station. The most sports. You're telling me you don't want to grab a beer in the middle of the night. Now, you know what I want for Hanukkah? I want a cameo from Aiken and Duff. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. That's a uh, football Friday. I'm going to call it a little uh, thoroughbred Friday as well. Starting the show late. This is how you find out what the radio station really thinks about you. They uh, they schedule the Christmas party when you cannot be there. And then on a big Friday show live from Gulfstream Park, you don't get on the air till 2.08. You're supposed to get on at 2. Yeah, you find out a few things as you get older in this business. I'm finding out a few things. We, uh, we're at Gulfstream Park. We're in the Carousel Club. It is a gorgeous Friday. I've been looking forward to this since our last broadcast out here, which was a while ago. But the uh, championship meet starts today at Gulfstream. Place is packed. Crowder's off today. If you were listening yesterday, you know that. Alejandro Solana is next to me here at the Carousel Club. His first time enjoying some horse racing at Gulfstream Park. Yeah, Crowder's got his uh, the start of his three-day birthday weekend. Three-day <laughs> birthday weekend. And uh, every time you guys have been out here, you know, I'm, I'm back in the studio, no offense, Dan and Jimmy, and I'm like, damn, that looks like fun. Yeah, tap me in. Let's and go, it baby. It is fun. We're looking at the Carousel Club bar right now. Track, there's a live race going on right over my left shoulder there, Solana. If you look over that way, you can see the horses Woo. coming down the back stretch. They're going to go around there, and then they're going to come down this way, if you want to go to the rail, yeah, I, you're more than welcome to. I understand I, how a horse race works, Hawk. Thanks for uh well, You've for never really been here before, so I want to make sure that you're able uh-huh. to enjoy all the intricacies of horse racing. It uh-huh. really makes me feel I love AM radio. It makes me harken back to the days. Trees here is with, uh, with us. Um, harken back to the days of Hank Goldberg and Neil Rogers and Defoe, Ed Kaplan, 
Everybody doing the uh, the show at the track. There's something special about doing a Friday live at Gulfstream Park, especially now with the Carousel Club, which is such a great place. So uh, we have a lot of stuff to get to on this Friday. There goes the Go race seven. right past Go seven. us. Go seven. <laughs> Come on, Orange. Jimmy was out here with me last time we were here. Good pizza, good French fries. Remember the good food out here, Jimmy? I'm not set for uh, him to talk yet. We'll we'll get things straight. It's only yeah. ten after two. We'll get it straight at some point this afternoon. We uh we hit the South Florida Sports trifecta last night. I hit a uh, parlay last night, three team yeah. parlay. The Heat won, the Panthers won, and the FAU Owls. You had FAU uh, giving seven and a half to Liberty, and they covered. So that was a nice little trifecta. And now we will focus on Dolphins and Commanders. That's uh, Sunday. No UM football this weekend. That makes me sad. This is the beginning of the end of football season. We'll have a bowl game to look forward to. Leonard Taylor, you had texted us earlier. He's entering the draft. Um, But, yeah, it's a a weird feeling. It's not a weird feeling for UM fans to have the conference championship games coming around and not be part of it. But it is that time of year where it's just like, hmm, things are going to be breezing to an end here. First day of December. No UM football this weekend, so we'll lock in. There is Riptide this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. And we got Crowder's birthday weekend. We're looking forward to that. Panthers will be back home tomorrow, and you'll be at the Heat game. We got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, we have a loaded potato on today's show from Gulfstream Park. Uh, Twan Russell is going to join us. Lee Sterling is going to join us. Hopefully he's got some winners for the conference championship games. And then uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, Mike Cuno is going to join us. We'll talk a little football with him. So uh, without further ado, let's get some headlines here. Start out the program today with Alejandro Solana, who was rooting for the seven. Yeah, I don't know if he won or not, but that was fun. Got a little simulcast action going on later today. I mean, we'll have uh, we'll have bets uh, working on every track in the nation, Solana. I feel like, you know, I officially made it in radio, you know? Well, AM radio. A- well, correct. This, this, yeah. is, this <laughs> truly is... A marcation point mm-hmm. in any AM sports talk radio host career is you've got to do some live shows at the track. And and now it's like a fork, right? Like what's going to happen? Will my career ascend or will I be arrested for DUI and, and fired? You never you know? know. Right. you got to figure out where the uh, fork in the road takes you. <laughs> Can't wait. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> these headlines are driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Hawk, the Panthers won last night 5-1. to one. And apparently there was like there, there was another fight or some some more altercation in the Panthers-Canadiens game. Right. But, I mean, there's fights every uh Okay, every so this wasn't. Game. It wasn't anything out of control. Okay, it, wasn't, it wasn't like the Edmonton. Oh, I wasn't sure because mm-hmm. I wasn't watching the game. I'm at the Heat game, but I'm seeing tweets like, you know, people are, are are throwing hands again, getting chippy. But it wasn't okay. like Edmonton. That was gotcha. uh, that was something special. Okay, gotcha. Well, the Miami Heat last night that was something special as well. This Pacers team is insane offensively. They Scored can score seventy three points in the first half. Bam Adebayo gets injured, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, "All right, this is, this is going to get ugly." They're they're going to score two hundred points on the Heat, and then Jimmy Butler is a sixteen point third quarter. Jaime Hawkins Jr. has a fourteen point fourth quarter. And the Heat score 142 points and beat the Pacers last night. I had another parlay, so I hit that three-teamer with FAU, the Heat, and the Panthers. 
had another parlay working that was Tyrese Halliburton over, I think it was four and a half made threes. He had five in the first half, so that covered. <laughs> and the second leg of that parlay was Jimmy Butler over one and a half blocks and or steals. He ended up with a goose egg on both of those. So as good as Jimmy played, hey, how about you hustle a little more on defense, uh-huh. Jimbo? Yeah, yeah. Got you 36 points, though, Hawk. Yeah, hustle a little back on defense. Let's, uh, on defense. Let's uh, defoe. I'm at the track. I'm at the track. I'm thinking about defoe. Uh, that's on you, though, for just not trusting Jimmy Butler on the over on points. I'm sorry at this point, you know. like I thought he was – no, I thought he was going to have a great game defensively, too. I thought yeah. he was going to be all over the court, which he was. You saw at the end, you know, he was gassed. It reminded me of the playoff series when he was – In the bubble. Leaning up against yeah. the uh, stanchion. Uh, covering Tyrese Halliburton will do that for you. Yeah. So they're going to do it again. I re- had a really good tweet about this where uh, he talked about the Heat having to prepare. It says – with another one against the Pacers, he'd again prepared for another offensive orgy. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It was fun. I love uh, scoring. I don't care if it's football, basketball. I enjoyed watching the game last night. That was, that was one of the more electric nights at the Kaseya Center this season. Cowboys ended up edging the Seahawks 41-35. to mm-hmm. They came from behind. They were down in that five. game as well. A lot of points. I know a lot of people took the under yeah. in that game. Crowder had suggested taking yes, the under in that game. He did. Inter-Miami. Sold out their season tickets for 2024 oh, really? already. Yeah. All right. They also announced their first preseason game of the 2024 season. January 19th, they'll play El Salvador, their national team, on the road in El Salvador. And then tomorrow, Canes Hoops versus Notre Dame, 12 p.m. tip-off. You can hear the game on WQAM. Heat Pacers tomorrow at 8 p.m. on WQAM. Panthers host the Islanders tomorrow. p.m. That game will be on AM 790. Sunday, Dolphins at Commanders. 1 p.m. Miami can improve to 9 and 3 or 10 yeah, and 3? 9, nine and, three. and 3. Yeah. Nine and 10 point favorites last time that I looked. It was 9.5 yesterday. I saw it up to 10 today. Wow. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866 954 more. Youraccidentattorneys.com. It is a beautiful day. And I know because we're sitting outside at the Carousel Club at the track. I mean, it's fun. There's a, there is a definite vibe. As I was walking around with Solana, showing them the ins and outs of Gulfstream Park, I said, this is a vibe. You walk into the simulcast center, and you got people, they're sitting there all day. There's people at the bar. They're at the handicapping stalls. They're like, there's people all over. They'll sit here all day, and they're betting tracks in Cali, here, Canada. I mean, you put a little money. Let me tell you, you want to feel alive? Put a little money on Woodbine up in Canada. Say less. I mean, uh, it's the time of your life. So anyway, why am I always talking about Gulfstream Park on this show? I always say if you live in South Florida, you don't make it out to Gulfstream Park for horse racing or casino gambling or the Carousel Club where we're at or fine dining. I mean, you're missing out. There's live racing at Gulfstream Thursdays through Sundays. The championship meet is underway. Post time today was 12.50. Post time every day this weekend, 12.50. They have simulcast, obviously, every day. And you'll be thrilled. The return of turf racing following Gulfstream's $2 million turf renovation. Come and wager on the Tropical Turf Pick 3 on Saturdays and Sundays during the championship meet, which is the last three turf races every Saturday and Sunday. Gulfstream Park Casino and Racing, they offer the hottest slots, great electronic table games. You get the excitement of casino gaming and the thrill of thoroughbred racing 
all in one electrifying destination. I know when we uh, walked over here, you got Gulfstream Park Village. Make it a point this month. You bring the family to see the symphony and lights at Gulfstream Park Village. It happens nightly until New Year's Eve. You enjoy over 250,000 LED holiday lights set to the sounds of holiday classics and popular music. Ten-minute light show begins at the top of every hour, 6 p.m. till 11 p.m. Don't forget, make your plans to be a taste of the track, holiday edition, Sunday, December 17th. You can get tickets right now at gulfstreampark.com slash events. And I always say there's great stuff happening at Gulfstream Park all the time. Find out about it all at gulfstreampark.com. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Sour Queen. Hawk and Crowder. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, an all-time banger. Jimmy knows how to pick the music. Jimmy knows how to pick the music. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. We're at Gulfstream Park inside the Carousel Club. Gulfstream Park's championship meet kicks off today. And uh, our friend Twan Russell, he's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Twan Russell, athletic director at St. Thomas. He was a linebacker for the Hurricanes and the Miami Dolphins. And in whatever spare time he has, he heads the Russell Education Foundation which is a very worthy local charity here in South Florida. And by the way, before we talk football with him, a reminder, Caneswear in Davie, perfect spot to do your holiday shopping. Caneswear on University Drive in Davie or online at caneswear.com. You know, I was talking, uh, Tuan, about your charity on the air Tuesday. Tuesday was Giving Tuesday. And so I took a segment to talk about giving and uh, getting into the spirit of Giving Tuesday. And I talked specifically about the Russell Education Foundation and the great work that you guys do. Do you know, I know you're a very busy man. Do you know if you guys hit your fundraising goal on Tuesday? We did not hit our fundraising goal on Tuesday. Um, but well, let's we, correct that. we tried. Well, let's correct that. <laughs> let's correct that right now. If you're listening, I said this Tuesday, and I've said this before with Twan on the line. Uh, and I'll give him a second here to talk about uh, Russell Education Foundation. But if you go to RussellEducationFoundation.com, there is literally a Donate Now tab. And whether you have $10, $20, or $200, it all goes to really worthwhile local kids and a great charitable endeavor that Twan's been rushing, uh, um, running for a long time. Um, 
and Tuesday was Giving Tuesday, but if you didn't hit your fundraising goal, let's correct that right now and uh, thank Tuan for being such a valuable member of our show by going to RussellEducationFoundation.com and making a little donation if you can. Tell everybody once again, you're probably tired of doing it, but where the money goes. I'm never tired of talking about our foundation. We're a literacy <laughs> foundation where we focus on kids being literate in all subjects. So um, we have a stream program, so it's um, science, technology, reading, engineering, the arts, and math. So we believe that God builds our kids differently, and we need to make sure they're exposed to everything in the world. And through love and a lot of hard work and great teachers, um, we serve over 800 kids, um, probably almost 150 days over the course of the year, making sure that they are prepared for the classroom. So when they walk in that classroom, they can read the information that their teacher has given them, and they can maximize um, their DNA. And so often our kids are not great readers, so they struggle. Well, we want to make sure our kids are great readers so that they can learn for themselves and be just regular people in the community. So often uh, I have kids that come up to me and say, Coach, I'm married. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm working at this, this company, and I remember when I used to come to your center and I went to college. They're just regular people doing regular things. And honestly, for me, that's a blessing. If we can have a lot of people doing that, this world is going to be a much better place. No doubt. RussellEducationFoundation.com is the website, and you can click the Donate Now button, and maybe we can help you achieve the fundraising goal this giving time of year. Um, I'll ask you one more thing before I talk about football. How was your inaugural pickleball tournament? Because uh, that had to do with, awesome. your, with your charity, and you had never been, uh, never been a pickleball player before. Yeah, and, and, I, and it's a little harder than I expected. <laughs> it, it was absolutely awesome. It was an amazing event. Um, I mean, we we almost sold out. I mean, we were probably at 80% of where we wanted to be. We raised almost $40,000 after expenses. I mean, you can expect, you know, your first year to meet your goals in that way, and we have so many ways that we can make it better next year. We had a lot of people walk out of there like, oh, this was cool. It was a great cause. We were, you know, people want to be involved with the organization. It, it was more than we expected. And pickleball is a really cool, really cool sport. Like, I could move around, had never played before, and, and play the game. You know what I mean? I felt like I could be competitive, and it was just a fun day. A lot of food. Dave and Buster's were out um, barbecuing and had a lot of food. And we had McDonald's out there, and they had cheeseburgers and helping us out. So it was a great day, great event. And uh, we were super excited to be there. I mean, thank you, you Diadem, who made it all happen. You still think you could take him, Solana? Oh, without a doubt. All right. I mean, the gauntlet's been thrown yeah, down, Tuan. I will concede because it was definitely harder than I expected. Um, I, there is a small learning curve. But if I practice, I'd dominate you. I'm not scared. I just got to put some work in. That's all. Um, I wanted Two your take times. on this. I wanted your take on this yesterday. Uh, Crowder was doing the show yesterday. We were talking about Deion Sanders. He was named Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. And – I thought it was an inspired choice because forget about what he did on the football field. They ended, you know, on a terrible losing streak, but he did improve season to season from the team that he took over in Colorado. But I thought he brought eyeballs and interest, not just to Colorado football, but to college football, even at the beginning of the season where it doesn't normally get the kind of attention that it was with him being there. And there were people on social media opining, you know, that he can't be sports, sports, uh, sportsman of the year because they have four wins and, I don't know, eight losses, nine losses. 
Um, but I thought he's very worthy of that honor because of what he did for the sport and for that university. What was your take on it? So there's, there's two people in sports I have not liked traditionally. One is Nick Saban, and I worked with him, and I have firsthand experience of why I feel that way. And the second person is Deion Sanders. And there was a situation where, you know, I felt like he big-timed me one time and when I was trying to help him, and it was like this uncomfortable thing. And I, and I think I might have misread the situation. So imagine me entering this question, not liking somebody, and watching him do what he did at Cotero, Colorado, watching what he did to impact those young people. Now, we have two players up there. And to hear them talk about how much he intimately is involved and wants to transform the lives of those kids and wants to help them be better on and off the field. He's not just talking it. He's actually living it. And I can respect people by the way they treat young people. I can really, you really know a person when you see them connect with, with kids because kids are innocent. You know, they have no authority and adults have power just by age. And to see him give up his life on a daily basis and, and do the remarkable things that he's done in those young people's lives, he has the ability to transform college sports and people are afraid of him right now. People are afraid of him because kids are saying, I want to go play for Deion Sanders, the man. I want to be around him. I want to glean from him. I want to make sure that I become like him. And when you when you hear him on these the TikToks and the messages on social media, people are like, oh, that's just him just talking. No, that's how he's living his life. He's living his life freely in front of those kids. And there's not very many college coaches in the country that are willing to f- live their life in front of the athletes because – how many college coaches can? How many college coaches stand tall enough or stand with the character or stand with the discipline or the transparency to really want their kids to know exactly who they are? He, what he says in front of the camera is the exact same thing he's saying behind the camera. When he's telling these kids, hey, you're not good enough, and this is, here are the ten things why, and this is how you get better, and if you want, I'll help you. And there's not very many coaches that can articulate that to a young person in different ways. I mean, he can walk into any room, any class of people, any race of people, and communicate that same conversation eloquently the way they need to hear it. And that's what makes him so dangerous. So when they say he's, you know, coach of the year or whatever that award was. Sportsman of the year. Like, sportsman of the year. He can he he is the sportsman of the year because what does sports do? Transform society. He is transforming college sports. He's going to force coaches to be more transparent to be more be more parents like because the head coaches got to be more they have to be more like a minister they have to be willing to transform these kids lives when a parent gives their child to a coach they're saying i'm expecting my son or my daughter to come back to me differently in a positive way and they're helping that parent parent their kid and i think that's what that was that's what makes him special. That's what really changed my opinion of him. And I think he can be easily misunderstood because he's so transparent. People can't believe when you see somebody who communicates and moves the way he does because he means what he says. 
Yeah, some people think it's a it's a put on, right? They're put off by the transparency, right. like you say, and by the braggadocia. But he's kind of earned that, and people think it's a put on, and it's not. I mean, I've watched interviews and read some stuff about him that I had no idea. Like he he's a genuinely good guy. He really is. He may not. And I'll tell you what, talk about being big time. The other guy you don't like, Nick Saban, uh, I got big time by him around Crowder. I mean, the guy gave Crowder a, you know, he played for uh, for Nick as uh, as did you. But I I, uh, I got big time by him. I, I went to shake his hand. Uh, he looked at me like I was uh, not from the same uh, species as him. And uh, and he extended three I, little I, fingers. Don't don't feel, don't feel bad. I mean, I got big time him my entire time with the Dolphins. And when he comes to St. Thomas, he doesn't even remember me. I haven't I even. I was going to ask you, does he? Yeah, because yeah. now you're you're yeah, kind he, of a you're a key part because he's got a recruit at St. Thomas, and so he doesn't no, even remember. I don't think he he's never he's never he's never looked at me as if he recognized who I was. Like it's, I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying he should, but I yes, mean, he should. Every day for two years, I met him at the field with a high school football player. And I introduced that player to him, and I worked with him in community events. But I don't know. He, I mean, he comes here. He says hello to everybody. I don't go out of my way to say hello to him. I say hello. You know, we kind of, you know, how you say hello to someone like you're seeing them for the first time. That's every interaction I have with him. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. And hell with him. Hell with him, Twan. <laughs> what do you? Uh... What do you think of Mario Cristobal? Speaking of college football, I was saying to Solana at the beginning of the show, you know, you get to this time of year, it makes me a little sad because the conference championship games are going on. UM's not in it again, and so there's no, you know, UM football game again this year other than a a bowl game, which will happen. But Mario Cristobal, he's completed two seasons as Hurricanes head coach. Can you give him a letter grade? Can you separate the recruiting from the on-field stuff? Like, what would you, when, when asked to look at him in totality, his two years of uh, tenure now as head coach, what would you say? Well, I guess the, the first question I'm going to ask, can I give somebody a letter grade after two years? Because I, I promise you, I felt like he had been there for three or four years because of, Maybe because I just see it every day and I hear about it every day, but he's only been there two years, and it's taken us over twenty years to get to this point. How in the world can I expect him to get out of it in two years? I mean, I think it would be unfair for me to give him a letter grade because if I had to grade from a football standpoint and a transformation of the school standpoint, you know, they would be very stark different. I'll probably go B minus because. You know he's evolving the program. I think the, his first year he was four and seven, if I'm not mistaken, and this year he's seven and four. So I mean he's he's improving the program. That's off the top of my head. I might be wrong, but he's improving the program. He's getting better. He's getting trans. He's getting trans. Um, transformational players to come in. But it. But what people don't realize when you bring a new player into your organization, it takes 12 months for that kid to transform, to adjust to acclimate they're still trying to figure out how to get to class they're still trying to figure out where they're going to live and to get connected that second year is where you see the big jump in these athletes and you're going to see a lot of these kids start to transform in year three that people are like well what is that kid doing well he got adjusted he got comfortable now he can focus on football so 
I mean, I, I think that grade is gradually going to improve. I'm a, I'm a Mario fan. I, I just am. I, I believe in the man. I believe in the effort. I believe in the hunger. I believe in what he's trying to accomplish. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. Did he make some mistakes? 100%. But who hasn't, right? I mean, I take, I'll take Mario and what he's doing right now in the last few years than a lot of programs in college football. And the problem here in South Florida, we are from the microwave generation. We want things to happen right now. We don't want to go through the process. And this is part of the process. Year three and four are going to be a big jump. Year three is going to be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're a nine, ten win um, team. I mean, we got to find a quarterback, obviously. I think we have to figure out who's going to be the gunslinger. Um, And once we figure out some of these pieces, I think Miami is a national championship running team. I don't know if we do it next year, but we, that's the progression that we're making. We're making some huge jumps. I mean, culturally, from his first year to his second year is night and day. Kids are starting to talk like him. Kids are starting to act like him. Kids are starting to move like him. In year three, now they're going to start creating culture with Mario. Now it's just going to not. Now it's not going to just be Mario pushing culture. Now the culture is going to be pushed by the kids. In year four, then it, the culture becomes something. It, it starts to create its own direction. And we we just haven't we're just going through the process we're evolving and we've only been into this for two years twenty four months that's it. So your, so your message to Hurricanes fans who would be getting impatient is hey have a little patience because it is headed in the right direction maybe you don't see everything it is headed in the right direction. The last national championship we won was a one if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and we're talking twenty plus years later with a lot of dysfunction, a lot of stuff in the middle that nobody really wants to talk about. It's only been two years. You can't expect to find a hundred guys and transform a program in two years. It takes time. You have to mature these kids that he's bringing in. We're bringing in a lot of transfers. At some point it has to flip. It has to flip to where we're 70, 30, where we're 70%, 80%, you know, um, recruits from high school and 20% transfers because when you bring the transfers in, you're bringing other people's baggage. You're bringing some stuff that, you know, that you probably don't want. Yeah, they might be a good player and a good athlete, but you have to get rid of some of that stuff in order to get them acclimated to your program. So we're, we're evolving. He's doing the best he can with the situ with the cards that he's dealt, but he's making some serious moves, man. He really is. He's, he's doing some special things. He's scaring people. In the ACC, he's scaring people in the country because they see what's happening. Uh, the head football coaches in in college football are looking at Miami as a model of how to use NIL, how to use, uh, how to recruit, how to you know look at things and do things a little bit differently. And Mario can walk in into a room and really articulate what it means to be a cane. And I don't know if all coaches can do that, and that's why he's getting the signees, and that's why he's getting these kids who want to come to the University of Miami. You know, speaking of the portal and NIL, I had this conversation this week, Zach Gelb from uh, CBS Sports Radio. I was asking him, you know, a lot of people, because obviously our focus is now because we don't have a conference championship game on the transfer portal, um, a lot of people who were against NIL or against being able to transfer easily, right, without losing a year of eligibility or sitting out. A lot of people thought all this would ruin college football. It's changed it. It certainly hasn't ruined it for me. 
Has it ruined it for you? Do you think it's been negative, net negative, or net positive, NIL, the transfer portal? It's been awesome because, I mean, I feel like I'm watching the draft year-round. I mean, it's mm. it's a cool dynamic. You see this, this movement that happens, and it keeps you interested and wanting to read and find out what's going on. It keeps you on social media. You know, it, when people are, yeah, you know, such and such just transferred to, to here, and he got an NIL and expected that he's going to get this. I feel like I'm watching the draft, a different draft every week. So it's been really fun. I don't know how sustainable it is. Um, I don't know how much, how, how this money continues to find itself to be able to do what we're doing. When you see a, um, when you see a quarterback, the top quarterbacks right now in the portal getting anywhere from 1.5 to two and a half million dollars. It's a lot of money. I mean, you're gonna so you're gonna start paying two, three hundred thousand dollars for backups, and that's a lot of money. And it, I don't know how sustainable it is. And there's more money in college football than there is in the National Football League. It just is. You just have more ways to find the money. It's a lot more schools. I just don't know how sustainable it is. I think at some point. Um, Someone's going to take a hard look at it and try. I don't know if it's possible. Someone's going to try to do some type of, um, you know, uh, salary cap or something like that. But then the problem is if you do a salary cap, then now um, you have an opportunity for the kids to create a union, which causes some other complications. But, uh, you know, I think it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's made college football more exciting to me. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy you know, the the couple minutes, I'm like, oh, we got him. We're going to the national championship. Yay. <laughs> you know, I think it, it kind of moves everybody's spirit a little bit. I felt that way about Tate Martell. You never know what's going to end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm with you, though. I don't think it's sustainable, but I think the free market, it corrects itself. So while it's fun and exciting for someone to throw millions of dollars around, when you don't get the return on the investment that maybe you were looking for, it does become unsustainable, and that's fine. It cleans itself up. So the monster amount of money that you might be looking at nowadays to get a top-tier quarterback may not exist, you know, three, four, five years from now as the market cleans itself up, but it'll correct itself. No one's, no one's going to throw bad money after bad money. So you just kind of have to... To believe that it'll, I think you have to believe that it'll kind of correct itself as uh, as time goes on. Um, someone's going to find someone's going to find a way to be able to write contracts for these college students that are more like you know that ties them to the school. Where now, you know, hey, the collective is going to give you you know four million dollars for the next four years, and if you leave, you're going to have to pay back a certain percentage. I think people are going to start figuring out ways to draw contracts like that to kind of force kids to stay at a program. And I think that's when you see it settled. I don't know if they can do it right now. I don't know the legalities behind behind that currently, but I do think there's – I know for a fact there's a lot of people out there looking, trying to figure out ways to, to get their kids from moving because they, they, they raise them up for two years and all of a sudden they jump ship for a higher NIL deal. And it's a uh, whole different element you have to deal with as an athletic director at a high school, huh? Yeah. Well, well, luckily, right, today we don't have to worry about NIL deals, but I'll tell you it's coming. But right they're now, thinking there's, it, no, there's, but, uh, but I'm saying the, the mentality of star high school oh, yeah. athletes who are going to be recruited or are being recruited, I mean, that's part of your purview. No, it's, it's yeah, it's happening. I'm, it's going to yeah. happen in high school football, too. There's yeah. going to be a day. 
where high school students can have NIL deals and it's going to change the face of high school football. You know, it's going to it's going to change the way kids decide to go to school and what they do and it potentially can privatize um high school football to a certain point there's a there's a group out there trying to privatize high school football through if NIL deals pass have like a national high school football league and then have kids go to their high school and then play for these separate organizations uh and then the kids will receive NIL deals I mean, if there was only NIL for college radio back when I was at UM, I mean, I would have raked it in from uh, Swenson's on US1 there and D Pizza. I mean, Twan, the money would, would have you been have blowing in. Oh, 30, 40 bucks, uh, 30, 40 bucks at least. <laughs> uh, Twan Russell, we love talking to you. Uh-huh. The charity is the Russell Education Foundation. Help them out if you can. Go to RussellEducationFoundation.com and uh, click on the Donate Now tab. You'd be doing some wonderful work for a wonderful charity this time of year. Twan, thank you. Have an awesome weekend, man. Hey, thank you. Take care. Go Dolphins. Twan Russell, go Dolphins. Big Dolphins game. Well, not a big Dolphins game on Sunday, but a Dolphins game on Sunday. When's the only thing uh, in in town for football? It's important, though, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, you got to beat up on the teams you got to beat up on. To win. Washington's one of those teams. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. We'll break down some bowel movements here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.